Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you, uh, as always, uh, you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, like every single podcast this year and from now on, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? How are you? I'm good. I've missed you. I know, it's been, uh, it feels I, like it's been I ages. I can't believe I'm saying that, actually, <laughs> out loud. But I, and I miss you. I'm going to keep, you know, you know. I'm gonna, I, I may cut this and then keep it for uh, further, further <laughs> for time. Future, it'll it'll become part of the bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Um, I leave you alone for two weeks, and look what you've gone and done. I know, I know. You've fallen, <laughs> almost taken out by a car. You're in a sling. You broke your big toe or half your foot before Christmas, a... mate. What's going on? Seriously, uh, I think we had a podcast since then. Uh, uh, I don't really remember, but yes, rough. it's been a, it's been a. Rough yeah, trot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm reconsidering my uh, two-wheel situation. But, yes. Uh, and uh, I still love my electric bike. You know how yeah, much I love bike, that bike. Push bike, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you've been busy as well yourself. Uh, a summer of cycling has finished, uh, as we can see by the window here in <gasps> Melbourne. <Phew. laughs> oh, whoops. Did I just say fuel? <laughs> yep. No, no. I loved it. It was great. And yes, it was a big month. It was mm-hmm. a really enjoyable month. i got to say, actually... It was probably one of my more enjoyable summer of cyclings in Australia. Why not? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think I can think a couple of reasons. I covered the women's tour down under for the first time. Um, I've, I've been contracted to cover the men's for the last sort of five years. But for the first time, they gave me the job to um, commentate on the women's as well. Mm-hmm. And that was a really great race. Like, it was really tight. Ruth Winder was exceptional uh, in winning. And she's a current US champ. Um, also the Sunweb team were fantastic at that race. So that was really good. And then just the other races, once again, um, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race, yes. and of course the Herald Sun Tour, really tight tussles. They were just, you know, really tight, not much, um, separated the top sort of two, three riders. So it was just really good racing. Mm-hmm. And I'd almost say, I think I would, the women's was the most exciting races of the summer. Absolutely. Uh, we have a little moment, actually. We had a little moment together at the, the, the Sun Tour on the finish line uh, where I woke up with, uh, with my daughters and then uh, I couldn't even talk to you. The, the crowds were there to just uh, cheer you on. <laughs> oh, there was one gentleman and a look, it's, it was lovely. It's, and it certainly gives your ego a good massage, but he'd been waiting to meet me and uh, yeah. He's one of those mad fanatical fans of cycling, and I'm sure he, he must say, um, it must be pictured that the guy was almost crying when he met you, and that's actually not a joke. <laughs> I, know. I know, but it's really sweet. But it's, it's, lovely. it's lovely. No, it is lovely, and the day that stops happening, uh, I don't expect that to happen to me uh, ever again, actually, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the day that stops happening to cycling, well, you know, our sport is dead, and that isn't going to happen for a long, long time. So, no, look, it's great, and as a as a commentator getting to work for the whole month of January in your own country and you know world tour races it's it actually is a real treat um, absolutely so I feel very fortunate that you I made me laugh that. though you made me laugh it did it was, it was a bit funny yeah. I'm, but I'm, anyway because you're like he's not that good <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry <laughs> um 
terms of racing, uh, what marked your your beginning of the year? What like what, what rider do you think? I know I had a bit of a fun with uh, with Patch actually on Twitter because he asked who was his who was rider of uh, of the summer, and I said uh, Romain Bardet. <laughs> of <course>. <laughs> Just turning <laughs> up, <laughs> basically getting off the plane in Adelaide. Exactly. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but realistically, yeah, and you know what? Again, it's a really tough one because there was some incredible performances. I, I want to start with uh, Sprati. Yeah. Because Sprati, I know we talk a lot about Sprati here, but she did a very good summer of cycling and she came up with the national jersey, which was the target number one. She did. She did. But she's not my highlight. Oh, okay. And that's saying something because yeah. you're dead right. She, mm-hmm. she had a fantastic summer. I think it comes down to two or three women. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys actually don't rate in my assessment. Okay. They, they, they were some great male um, performances, but the women I thought were incredible. Alla Harris, a girl named Alla Harris, she's a New Zealander. She rode the um, Lexus of Blackburn Herald Sun Tour. Yep. She won the stage to Falls Creek. She was dropped, I think, half a dozen times in the last three or four kilometres and somehow won the stage. And I got to interview her immediately post-stage and she was like in tears and emotional and she was you know completely on the ground gasping for oxygen that was a standout performance but then overall I think consistency I thought she was brilliant uh the young German Liana Lippert remember Mm -hmm. that name remember both of those names in fact but Liana Lippert she was second overall at the Tour Down Under I think just a couple of seconds behind Ruth Winder and then she won the Deakin University Cadell Evans Road Race in solo fashion. Remember, it poured rain. The clouds opened up and the yep. rain came in. There was a massive crash. That was possibly one of the most exciting uh, one-day races I've seen. Okay. And, uh, certainly this year and certainly, you know, for a long time, it was. I thought it was brilliant. And Liana Lippert was sensational. Wow, she's a dynamite. So women's cycling is in such a great place at the moment, I think. Wow, the the you know if if everyone gets it right and if everyone does their bit in cycling, I think wow we can really catapult absolutely and in cycling into the next races are so entertaining. They are they are they fresh are. and entertaining. There's, yeah, there's a bit less of the power of the of the big teams and they, there's a bit more surprises. The, the racing is so such it's basically pure entertaining. Right? Yeah, and, and and I mean let's sort of be really honest. What I think what we're seeing as well, and it's a it's in a it's a good thing is that you're seeing the women's team they're sort of more evenly balanced Mm -hmm. so you don't have a team Ineos where you have seven or eight riders that are just super super strong even though there's a Mitchelton Scott they're not actually owning the whole race they're not owning the whole no not at all look at you've got Mariana Voss Mm -hmm. on on another team you've got all these strong riders and and then you know teams like team Sunweb the women's team I'm talking about um, they've got multiple good riders but they don't have an outright super powerful team. So no team can purely sort of control any single bike race um, or any stage of a tour or any tour for that matter. So, yeah, I think that's that's maybe one of the big factors at the moment. And look, maybe in five, ten years' time, women's cycling will be in the next stratosphere and we might have that problem, if we can call it a problem, that we have in men's cycling, where sometimes we say, gee, the racing's a little bit sterile. Yeah, It's a little bit, you know, riding to the watts, so riding to the numbers. That's why we should really, really make the step of, of enjoying this now. Yeah. Because it's really, fre- like I said, it's fresh and oh, entertaining. It's, yeah, it's, it is. If it you is, like bike racing, this is how bike racing should be. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, Alena Sierra, she's another one, the Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, look, she didn't win a lot. She Actually, she did win the first stage of the Sun Tour, um, but she was the defending champion of the Deakin University women's race, world tour race. She came second this year, so it was a pretty good defence by her, and she's she's just impressive. She's an impressive rider. She's you know one of the only Cubans, or she's the only Cuban to win World Cup races. Uh-huh. Um, she's a Cuban national road race champion. She's just oozes some class, and you know it was great to have the likes of her out here for majority of summer. So it was really good. Absolutely, and it needs to be mentioned as well the public turning up yes. on on mass pretty much because yeah. I mean I, I've, because of the accident actually I haven't travelled much uh, but I was able to go to the last stage of the, the Sun Tour for example it was few people deep yeah. at the finish line and then lots of noise and a lot of entertainment and it was just a good family cycling you know whatever you want from a race atmosphere but from what I've seen on TV the Cadell Road Race the Tour Non Under they were very crowded crowds as well. were good the Crow- crowds were yeah. good yeah I mean I've worked on and the weather was not necessarily good either and people were still no, here no no and and yeah look I, I base it off the previous year generally I've worked on the last I think five of both down under and Cadell's race, or I've worked on all Cadell races. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're sort of comparing your head, you know, years prior. And I'm generally standing in the same positions where I commentate from. So the Cadell race was, crowds were great, I thought, really good. Um, down under was good. It was the coldest to a down under yep. in the history of the event. Uh, that it, might actually be an advantage while yeah, you get the crowd. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we were saying. Previous years when it's been in the mid-40s, people would go riding at 6am, get back at 9 and say, that's it, we're not going to the race, it's too hot. So, and look, it's not just about the crowds out on the course. Obviously, TV is becoming a really important factor um, in professional cycling. So, but no, all in all, it was good. And I think one one more, if I can just give one other special mention, Jai Hindley winning the Herald Sun Tour, brilliant. He's just 22 years of age. Can we believe he's only, still only 22? I think he was a great winner. And um, he's such a sort of good down-to-earth country boy um, from WA. And uh, let's hope he sort of builds on that this year and has a really good year for Sunweb. And it was quite funny, I don't know if you saw that moment, but uh, when on the podium, when he popped the champagne, uh, there was all the crowd, but there was also two kids, uh, two kids riding through the line, just random kids. Yeah. They got completely drenched. drenched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was seen on TV. You see this oh, guy. Like, were they go, doing it deliberately? The kids? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe it's a nomen. Most for them. kids generally <laughs> run to the front. They want to be sprayed with champagne. Yeah, that was actually quite a nice little uh, nugget I saw from, yeah, uh, from the yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, um, Looking looking ahead of the year, you know, we are sort of mid February ish. Um, that time of the year is always uh, very important to what's coming up next. We know we got the, the classic just around the corner. Uh, it's getting pretty exciting. Chris Froome is coming back on a bike on a racing uh, condition. Uh, what are your highlights of the last few uh, few weeks in the international scene? Yeah, Can I mention Arkea? Yeah, Can we mention Arkea? Yeah. Because so far, I think it's a little bit surprising. Yeah. They've won. Stages with Buani. They've won stages with Quintana. Oh, Buani's there. I know, I Buani's know there. Yeah. How's, is he rooming with uh, Quintana? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> me, find I think out. Can you find out, let me know. Imagine yeah, if they had a little tiff. Jeepers. Yeah. No. Straight jackets on the yeah, side. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, no, but, like, it's surprising because they've pretty much done nothing in terms of results. Previously. Uh, previously. Yeah. Uh, but they've, look on paper. They've got Buani, they've got uh, Quintana. Uh, Quintana won the Tour de la Provence. Absolutely. He won the stage up Ventoux. Ventoux. Not surprising that he wins a mountain top. However, 
a little bit of a surprise that he's got good form early on. And they're sort of saying, you know, is it the Nato Quintana of old? Are mm-hmm. we seeing let's let's remind everyone He's been a Movistar effectively his whole professional career. Yep. Or he has. Yes. He was. Yep. So this is – I think he needed a fresh start, a complete new start. So I think it'll be good for him. Uh, Buhani, well, he's had a few fresh starts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I, I'd love to see him back at his – I mean, we know he's a class act. We know he's a brilliant sprinter. I'm not sure if I would say class. Uh, yeah, uh, hang on. Can we just? I've, r- I've seen a couple of interviews. Him after winning, it's not that classic. You know? <laughs> like, let's let's oh, that say. Oh, just <laughs> fell out of my mouth. I didn't mean it to. It just did. That was. I terrible. don't want to take a dig at him, but uh, he's a very good sprinter. I'm not defending everyone that is French because they're French. Yeah, That's uh, all I'm yeah, saying. Okay. Yeah. He's a very good sprinter. <laughs> exactly. I'll rephrase that. Um, but I would. You like to see redemption. Yeah. You know, and when 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 you see redemption, it's good because they have they've redeemed themselves in, in a number of ways. So let's hope for Buhani's sake at the very least that he continues on. Uh, but on paper, they've got Bargill in that team as well. Yeah. So if you look at the roster, it's it's not bad. That roster is actually quite... And obviously... Really gel together is a different matter. And Tour de France is going to be their mm-hmm. absolute number one goal, mm-hmm. obviously. So, yeah, look, We'll watch that. We'll watch. It's very early days, though. Absolutely. Very, very early days. And and you know, you know who was at, who was on Von Two with Quintana in terms yeah. of climbers. Mm-hmm. Not sure who else was there. Um, so actually, think, where, where can we see the first markers that we can actually just say, hey, this is looking pretty good for the GC this, guys. The, yeah, the GC guys. Generally, Paris Nice yeah. and Tirreno, and you may not see the winner of the Tour de France be prominent there. But you will see the contenders potentially to the winner, if that makes sense. Yeah. You, you'll, if anyone's got good form there that wants to go well at the Tour de France while they're off to a flying start, you know. And so then, so then what it means is if they can keep healthy, and it sounds crazy, I know, but if they can keep their health on track for the next three months leading into the Tour, they're probably going to be good. Yeah. Because we've seen it in the past, riders, when they've had really great seasons. You've only got to go back to Cadell Evans when he won the Tour de France. His season was perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything clicked. Um, Bradley Wiggins, the following year, everything clicked. Winning the Dolphin A, winning one of the one or two of the earlier tours. And when you're winning, your health is good. You don't win with a yeah, head cold. As well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... You're generally winning because you've got good form, but you're on top of your health, your immune system. And look, we saw Richie Port last year. His form actually wasn't that bad, but he just he just sort of couldn't shake off the colds all year. And he mm. just seemed to, you know, his body just didn't want to work for him. That's what I think anyway. So I hope for someone like Richie Port's sake that that is behind him. Speaking of, winning again the Tour Down Under. Uh, no more the King of Wollonga, but he's won the Tour yeah. Down Under. So... He's got off to a good start as well. So the next marker is at around March, isn't it? Mid-March, I think, for those guys. But the classics. Yeah, they're coming up. Are we excited? I'm super excited. Oh, yeah. I just love those classics. Well, I'm look, Hep Newsblood is at the end of the month, end yeah. of February. Um, and But the one that I'm so keen to see, the first monument of the year, Milan San Remo. Yep. Phil Gilbert. Yep. Remember, he's gone back to Lotto Sudal, where it all began for him. Now, it's got to be his. It's got to be his only objective. For it's the year. only one missing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So to to let everyone know, he's won every other monument, all of them, <laughs> all of them. He's, <laughs> won he's all missing of them. one. He's missing yep. one. He's missing one. So and it's Milan San Remo. So yeah, this is um, this will be, and he will give it a big shake. 
what is he, 36, 37 yeah. this year? Yeah. You know, you can never. Anyone else, you'd probably say, nah, can't be done. Can't be done. It's the hardest one to win for Gilbert because in recent editions, it's been, well, not not always, but a sprint, a sprinter's sort of race. Gilbert will change that. He may not win it, but he will change it. Yeah, Single-handedly, he will drag a group away out the Poggio um, mm-hmm. and the sprinters. I don't think they'll have their day because Phil Gilbert will want his day there. Yeah, absolutely. And crazy. It's, uh, it's such a, a, an important moment for the racing as well because it's a complete, for people that are just getting into professional cycling, yeah. uh, it's also such a, a race within the race because, you know, we are we talk always about those Grand Tours and, and all the GC riders and the Froome and so on, but those classic is kind of a competition in within. Oh, um, oh yeah, they are, aren't they? The month of, yeah, I mean, yes, stretching Om to Loop April, is at yeah. the end of Feb, and then, but it's really that sort of April month, isn't it? I mean, yeah. on SBS, of course, <laughs> we're covering a lot of the classics. So uh, the interesting that's the point month. as well is going back to women's cycling, uh, there's a bit of a competition within the classics as well because some of them are making a huge, not even a big, a huge space to women's cycling and some others aren't like Pai Rube. Yes, yes. So this, this yearly debate we have, you can go back to our podcast, the same podcast we had last year, we talked about it. Same problem. But except this year, there's some races that are making even bigger space for women. Yeah, and and it's worth mentioning, well done, it's Flanders Classics. So yeah. they have literally just announced, and we do know they're a little way off, but they've just announced the next three, they've got a three-year plan. They've got a sponsor on board with this plan to basically elevate all of their women's races to bring them up to the same level as the men's races. So they're talking about equal prize money, same finish line. So at the moment, Flanders Classics effectively own Omloop Het Newsblood, which is end of Feb, Ghent Wevelgem, Dwarsdorf Landeron, Flanders, Brabant's Peel, amongst others. But those races I just mentioned have a women's version. They have two versions. I shouldn't say women's version. They have two versions, a men's and a women's. So what they want to do, even more so, is now elevate those races, more live broadcasting. So this could be fantastic for us, uh, uh, for SBS. It might mean that we get to broadcast more of the women's races. Um, as I said, same finish line, same podium and same prize money. So they're doing, they are doing some great things. And uh, the director of the men's Flanders Classics, Scott Sunderland, uh, which is fantastic. So there's which a bit of an Aussie... To, we spoke to, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. on his rooftop in Ghent. That's which, right, that's right. So... No, that's, so that's exciting news. And it goes back to, I guess, what we said at the start, that women's cycling, I think, is sort of really getting some momentum at the moment. So we've got to, I think, it's up to all of us collectively to run with it and, and support it. Uh, and any other news? Uh, we there's have some, plenty. Some, yeah, there's a lot. There's a, a bit of a beef happening between UCI yes. and Velon. Yes, explain, explain, yeah. explain that to us. This one... So this one's an interesting one, and um, look, I'm not over every little detail of it, but so I'll try and break it down. It first came to my attention when I saw a tweet from Jonathan Vorters, and so I don't stuff it up, get it wrong, I'll mm-hmm. misquote him. I'll just read it out per Jonathan Vortis's quote. Here we go. News coming out of UCI Cycling PCC meeting just spoiled my good mood. Apparently, David Lepantian, UCI Press, intends to earmark 1 million euros from the World Tour Emergency Fund to fight at Vallon CC in court. The intent of this fund is that it be used when teams or races struggle financially. So that's from so Jonathan First of all, he's used, he's used his 280 characters on Twitter. To vent? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, exactly. Uh, and of course, he's the general manager of 
of um, EF Education First. Now, the story behind it is that Valon have gone to the European Commission for an antitrust um, argument, and they want the European Commission now to look at the UCI against the UCI because they believe the UCI are hampering their position in the sport of cycling. This is actually big in terms of if we I'm lucky or not lucky or whatever, but I'm coming from Europe. And what I understand from the European Union and the Parliament, there's been many other antitrust over there, Microsoft, Google, Facebook. All these guys have been having a monopoly in their own sector and it's been more or less broken down by the European Union. Yeah. Um, and we've seen this before. And it looks like the European Union has got a strong record in actually going against the big boy, yeah, NS, that's not looking too good for UCI. No. Uh, actually, it's a very interesting move from Velon CC. And, and look, reading through a lot of the articles about it, and, and I've said this for years, cycling's got, we've got UCI, which is the governing body. Then we've got Valon, which is a relatively new entity. Uh, and they're, they're, a, they're effectively set up and partly owned by about 11 professional teams, World Tour teams. Mitchell and Scott, by the way, are a part of that group. Mm-hmm. And they, they've created their own series of races, and this is another sore point, called the Hammer Series. The UCI is saying they can't call it a series because they are naming certain events series, and they're only naming so many. So this is part of Valon's um, argument. It's a little bit pedantic, isn't it, really? Yeah, a bit it's of all a copyright about, issue. Yeah, and the UCI, I think, are trying to protect their turf because they're a little bit concerned about... But the fact that they put a mil- allegedly they put a million dollars aside to fight that, ca- that, that court case is that they actually trust the court case to go ahead. They well, tr- they, they trust, trust their lawyers. They trust, yeah. Yeah, they trust their lawyers. Um, it, this will be interesting. At and least they're not doubting the commitment from Velon CC to bring it to the ring. Yeah, and and look, if we look at the crystal ball, in five years' time, who, there could be a big revolution in professional cycling. And you know what? I think we need it. Okay. I think we need it. I, and I know there'll be some... It'll, it, it could get nasty and, 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 and there might be some really big fallouts from it, but professional cycling needs it. I think there's some good people trying to come into the sport. And I'm, by the way, I'm not, I don't know enough about Valon or who no, runs we must it. Say that we must say that we actually had to do a bit of reading to understand yes. what Valon CC yeah. exactly was. Yeah. Uh, so we got in no way affiliated with, with them. It's yeah. just an interesting move. Yeah. And look, the ECI, I've been critical of them in the past. And look, they, they have done some good things as well. Um, but I think it's, I don't think they've been held accountable enough over the years. I think that's the right way to put it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've been held accountable enough as the world governing body of our sport, governing the riders, governing the teams and looking after their interests. I don't think they've done that as good as they should have. So now they're being held accountable more and more and you've got someone like Valon coming in saying, hey, we've got these great ideas. This is what we're going to do with the sport. And we're actually going to give the teams and the riders a profit share. What's bad about that? Yeah. There isn't. Mm -hmm. There's nothing bad about that. So I can't see exactly what the big problem is here, but watch this space, everyone, because I think it is not going away and we are going to see, yeah, we're going to see something pretty serious come out of that, I think. Absolutely. Uh, Any other news? Uh, there are, there's a couple of snippets, and, and I sort of need to go back for a second, if I may, because I forgot to mention these two riders. Sebastian Berwick, remember that name? Second overall at the Sun Tour, yep. 20 years of age. And did I mention Ben O'Connor already? No, Winning the mountaintop no. in, uh, can you say it, please? Etoile, Etoile, Passage, Passage. Do it again. 
Etoile, etoile, etoile massage. Etoile bessage. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. I'm just teasing. Etoile bessage. So Ben O'Connor, great to see him back in the in the winner's um, corner. Uh, mountaintop finish. He had a really great start to his um, world tour um, career. And he's had a year or so just sort of struggling, not nothing major, just injuries and this and that. So great to see him back on the winner's list. Um, did I mention David Rebelin has re-signed another contract? Remember Rebelin, one of the greats of the 90s? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the 90s. And the 2000s. How, how old is he? Yeah, he's 48 years of age. So I'm going to give myself another year. Please tell me you're doing a comeback. Yeah, I am. Definitely. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm not telling anyone how to, old uh, I am, but I'm not as old as that bloke. So. Open, open to discussions? Yeah. And the other guy, and you know what the really exciting news is, though? Because this means, hopefully, I'm just protecting my little job that I've got here at SBS. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know where I'm going? Cam Worth has signed for Team Ineos, so, one of our regulars... Uh, the last few years at the Tour de France. And he was so, doing a great job, actually. So. Yeah, he was doing an all right job. He was doing an all right job. No, I had a joke with him, actually, at the Cadell Evans race because that was his debut with Ineos. And he was the only guy I interviewed on stage. We presented each team. And I said, here he is. I Welcome back to the ballot. And I said, I'm a happy man because it means my job's probably safe because he was doing a good job. But that's news, isn't it? Absolutely. That's, that's uh, we, we, we always knew that he was close to Ineos. I mean, we, you and I yes. know because we had yeah. a personal chat with him. At the Actually, tour. he was giving us a little bit too much information exactly. at times. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say he was off the record. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Joke aside, uh, we always knew he was close to that team. You know, Sky before and then Ineos after. Uh, but for him actually signing into the roster... Were you onto this at all? No. No. I, I didn't know. It oh, I... came out of the blue. Yeah. I, I know they had a problem in a contract with another rider. I can't remember which uh, one. It was, well, Kirienka had to retire yeah. because he's had some recurring sort of heart issues. So he decided to call it quits. But Ineos don't sign just for the numbers. So no, he, he no. must have been just on the really very strong watch list and then they decided to give him a go. Yeah. And and I'm presuming Cam Yeah, it'd be interesting to ask him now. I didn't get to ask him at the Cadell race, you know, I'd love to ask him off microphone, in fact. Was was there something burning inside him that wanted to get back? Because I presume there was. Yeah, probably. You don't, yeah. you don't make that decision. He knows how tough it is, and he's been there. You know what would be but, an I amazing mean, thing? Is tough being a problem for Cam, or is it actually being a driver? Is it kind of a well? It's a. It's some a, people might classify him as well. A he's young case, enough, so. isn't he, to yeah. to go back into the ranks? Yeah. But you know, it'd be amazing. Having him at a tour. If he lined up at the tour. Absolutely. How, I mean, we've got a direct in then. Absolutely. We just mic him up. Absolutely. <laughs> as he goes on into the team. I think you'll have to talk to Vidon CC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there I, you I, go. Get on the Valon. Are they even a Valon? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just but yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and I think there was a funny tweet I saw uh, at the time of the Cadell's road race is that after the road race that he, he finished... Uh, he ran home to yes. his hotel, 20k yes. run. <laughs> yes, I did, I did read that. Yeah, it's hilarious. What do you do? Just so, he's still, so he's still obviously got a, a foot in triathlon. Dad joke. Absolutely. One thing I want to mention yeah. is uh, Eagle Bernal winning the Loris Sportman yes. Award of the Year. Yes. Uh, as big as it is, he was in competition with Lionel Messi. For, so that's how big Eagle Bernal is. And so how big cycling... And when was the last time... Who was the last cyclist who won that? I've got no idea. 
Oh, I know who it was, but it's a dirty word. Yeah, was he? Did he actually win it? That's <laughs> well, the are we going to go there? No, we won't go there. We won't go We there. can say his name. It's fine. It's probably, it's no, I'm, just trying to keep, I'm trying to keep our listeners, you know, second guessing. It's Lee Armstrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, Lance Armstrong. But we, we, we can say it. It's true. Now, uh, but now this wasn't in it? our script here. No, Not much is. Normally, we go with it. Sorry to interrupt. But the other day on our little yeah. SBS WhatsApp <laughs> group, group, yeah, LA. We can actually ask the question to the people. Well, LA, he, what's he done? What's he done? Who? Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Uh, he sold a some training camp. Yeah, in Mallorca. Yeah, in Mallorca. Yeah. Uh, and it's and apparently sold it's sold out. Yeah. So, garbage. <laughs> garbage. They've, everyone does that. I run a tour group business. You They're put sold, sold out, well. out when you haven't sold out at all. <laughs> That's what you do. Come on, Lance. Um, We're still not inviting him on the pod, though, are we? I don't know. It's a, it's a debate we should have. If he's... <laughs> oh, come on. I thought we shut the door. Where's the door going to slam it? No. But he is. He's, he, he can't help it, can he? Yeah, no. He obviously different. loves the sport. But Absolutely. Yeah, man, there's still some dirt attached. Soz. <laughs> Soz, mate. It's a, it's a sore subject. And yeah. uh, I think he'll be down to a few discussions around a couple of points. Uh, uh, send, in, send in your thoughts. Send them in to Christoph shoot. at ChristophMalay.com. He'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, anyway, moving on swiftly. Yes. Uh, you know what else? There has been one other national road title. Kiwi. Um, New yeah. Zealand. New Zealand Road Championships. And it was Shane Archbold who won the men's. Uh, I watched it because I have a small vested interest with my Black Spoke uh, Cycling mm. Academy team. Um, so Archbold won. George Bennett went on a 120-kilometre, more or less, solo break. Archbold caught him in the last three kilometres. It was crazy. It was a great race. It was uh, There was a live stream, so I was able to watch sections of it. And, um, yeah, Shane Archbold, he, he's a great story. He's had a couple of rough years with injury, yeah. team folding, um, aqua blue sport. Now he's followed Sam Bennett to De Kooning Quick Step. I mean, that's a it's a great story, and he'll he'll proudly wear those uh, Kiwi colours. Absolutely. Yeah. And as as biased as I would be, because I obviously wanted someone from the team I'm involved with to to win, it's great to see the jersey in Europe and for the whole season, yeah. and on a team like De Kooning Quick Step or Yumbo Visma, who Bennett rides for. Um, yeah, I think it's good. New Zealand cycling's. Yeah, they punch way above their Absolutely. numbers. It's incredible. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I think we all know that. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to to watch uh, to see um, both of those guys this year. Absolutely. Any other news? Well, oh, I'll we tell done? you what. I think we've just about covered most of it. Let's I make it so. clear that uh, uh, Maka today is holding the book because I can't write. <laughs> <laughs> so he's holding the notes. Well, you know what we're doing. So you're in a sling and every now and then, and I think we're doing a catch-up. We're going for lunch. Yeah. I've booked us into a seafood and uh, we're having scollops. Yeah, os- es- for lunch. Os- es- <laughs> yeah, you've got one hand. Good luck with that one. <laughs> I'll have uh, to have chopsticks. You know? <laughs> exactly. I'm mastering the left hand. It's incredible. Uh, thank you for coming, Maka. No worries. Thank you. It was another entertaining podcast uh, here. Let me, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast, of course, on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts, and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back. 
as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.